Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast, because nobody else is dumb enough to watch over a thousand episodes, but we are calling. Yeah, heck we are, yes. And we're back with episode 204, The Black Wings of Icarus Part 2. It's originally aired on August 21st, 2000, and I'm sure as you remembered, because, you know, we recorded these back-to-back, um, the kind of intent was when... Yes, it was. I remember that from five minutes ago when we recorded the first part of this. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, Ron and Shin- <laughs> uh, we see Ron and Shinobu. We go meet Aramori. The worst part about when we divide up two episodes is that I never know what names I called them. And sometimes I don't go with the name that, like they call the characters in the anime i give it like their first name because it's easier to uh pronounce or whatever and then it, they're like saying this name and i'm like who the hell is that <laughs> and then i have to consult the wiki and figure out it just makes it a much more complicated process so you might think it's easier when we break into two different podcasts but no it's much much harder yeah so apologies please forgive us for any continuity issues but that's what happens when uh, the characters aren't all named Elizabeth. Elizabeth, man, what a queen! Literally. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Ron and uh, Shinobu give me Armari. Wait, Armari? How was I? Say, how how do we oh, say this no. man's name? Go in. Go pull up last Armari. episode. Ar- Let's say Armari. 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 Yeah. I don't, whatever comes more, more natural. I'm probably not going to say his it, name. None of this is coming natural. <laughs> this is going terrible. So he's still stranded and he can't get his vehicle to start. Uh, he then gets a phone call from the twins and he learns of Shizuru's death. They get back and the police have arrived. And we learn that the estimated time of death is between 1.30pm and 2.30pm. While the cause of death is likely suffocation. The lead detective is Mito Kuichi of the Nagano province. And he's cool, Colleen. He's what? Cool. Oh, cool. Sorry. Yes, he is. Um, I'm guessing he only appears in this one episode. Yeah, why do they keep doing this? They keep, like, <laughs> adding, like, cool one-off detectives and then they're never seen again. Yeah, this guy, I mean, he didn't have any particular funny traits about him. He was just, like, good at his job, amazingly. Which is, like, shocking in Detective Cannon, because they're all terrible. It is. (laughs) Man. Had a lot of great detectives over the years. Who's that? I'm trying to think of my favorite. Uh, Oh. The 10th Passenger, remember? Hino? Yeah. Who has the very long entry here on the Detective Cannon wiki. There's that guy that looked like, uh... There's that guy that looked like, uh... Inspector Gadget or something. Do you remember that guy? (laughs) Yes. Um, so there's him and then... Okay. There's also the one... Uh, what was it? It was a train episode... It had like a really long name, uh, but he was yeah. We got to bring them all back. All gruff and 
sort of on the other side of the tracks. We could have like our special team of detectives. They they could like quit the police force and then they start their own agency. And they take all the business from Kogro because he's actually terrible. <laughs> That's right. Spin Man, off. I cannot find this guy that looked that reminded us of Inspector Gadget. It's really bothering me. The wiki. I think it was a Detective here. Boy episode. If that helps any. Oh boy, there's there's only five thousand of those. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Detective Boys because uh, they were on like a train like a or something, or a certificate bus. Certificate at the end or something, or like trophy. Not not trophies. Bus. He gives them something at the end. Yeah, Is they were the on a mysterious bus. mole alien. No. Classic. That one. No, I don't. I don't think there was a detective in that one. Or. Yeah, come on, bus. Let's see here. Was it the Nocturne of? No, it's two parter. It doesn't even have the Detective Boys in it. Well, I'm sure there's. You know what? I know how to find it. I probably used them as the image on our podcast. So that yeah, is probably the probably. easiest way to find out where he is. <laughs> the only problem is we've done over a hundred of these podcasts now. So that doesn't <laughs> make it as easy. Oh, here it is. The episode that we covered it was episode. So it was episode 148 and 149 even called the podcast Inspector Gadget. So let me see what 148 and 149 are. This is That's very the important to the cars sudden episode. stopping case. That was episode one forty eight. Well, hey, we've got we've got time to kill. <laughs> We're only doing one half of an episode, <laughs> so we can talk a little bit. That was so Kenji Wakai. Oh, okay. Oh, he is listed here. Uh, he's at the very bottom of the page for some reason. I guess it's uh, oh, okay. They did it alphabetically, and he's a W. So it's oh, pretty okay. low on the list. I was going to say, like, how dare they? Yeah, I figured they would go order of appearance. Because that's how I would group them. But they did not. So does Detective All Mito right. uh, sort of come close to this guy? Or where are we placing who him the, in the hierarchy? Well, the fact that when you said his name, I was like, who the hell is that? Um, <laughs> I think explains that he doesn't. But I I thought he had potential as being like the one good detective. Yeah, he I don't know what. Um, I don't I couldn't even like tell you who he reminded me of. He just seemed like a, an American Hollywood star. Like that was his character design to me. Like this chiseled chin and Robert know, Downey Jr. Sure, let's go with that. If with his hair slicked back. And then well, he, he played has like Sherlock a, Holmes. He did, um, and a bunch of other roles: Iron Man, Tony Stark. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and then he has like this knockoff Chiba as an assistant. I don't know if you felt the same. I way. know. I thought it was Chiba. I was like, "What's Chiba doing here?" <laughs> but he never gets named. Oh, if only it was like Chiba's long lost cousin. 
Yeah, he doesn't get an entry here. He's not important enough to be considered people for uh, the characters of this episode. <laughs> okay, if Chiba is the family name, then I'm going to call him Achiba. It doesn't really matter what his first okay. name is. We'll take it. We'll take it. So, uh, Kuichi asks Kogoro about tackling the door, and they learn that it's a locked room murder case. Kogoro also explains the issues Chizuru had, uh, that Chizuru had faced lately, including losing her role, because, uh, she was too old, Colleen. I said, get out of here. You're, let me find her age, 30. <laughs> it says, no. Chizuru, like... you're 30, you're bringing us down, we've got to... You gotta get out of here. No old women You're washed on this up. set. <laughs> yeah, come on. Everything's sagging. It's not working anymore. No, it's not. So Conan then gets in trouble. Wasn't like 46? And... Well, she didn't marry him for his good looks. Yeah, he's oh, 46. Really? How did you remember that? Well, Okay. <laughs> um just I just remembered it for some reason. <laughs> okay. Um so <laughs> Kenny then gets in trouble and says that there are strange marks by where the door's guard lock was and on the lock itself. Kagura says they could have been made after someone created the locked room scenario. For example, someone could have locked the windows and then used a screwdriver to remove the door guard from the wall. They then placed the door guard back on as they stepped into the hall and re-screwed the lock in while the door is open. It was likely difficult to do so, so they made marks while trying to screw it. So, Kogoro actually makes a good deduction for once. Like, he gets handed to it, but I was impressed. Yeah, no, this is a good start for Kogoro. I'm also impressed by just the ability that this person had to screw it back into place. I mean, he did make a bunch of marks on it but uh yeah i i don't know if i would have i could have done that in uh, the amount of time that he did so here's the question for you do you think that knocking kegger out constantly is really like is that just is it needed do you think conan is just impatient because i feel like if he <laughs> if kegger can put this together i feel like with the right hands he could be solving a lot of these cases but instead like, Conan's like, oh, whatever, let's just knock him out, get this over with. I think it depends on the uh, scenario. So in this episode, it might not have been necessary because um, Detective, whatever his name is, Mito Koichi, um, he was sort of a strong enough ally for Kogoro that between the two of them, they could have probably solved it without Conan's um, intervention. But um, I think when it's just, like, they're alone on an island... And there's no police there coming until like the next day or something. Then, uh, then it's fine. So Conan asks about a table that Chizuru used as a stool, and then he asks, "Hey, do you have prints on your toes?" And that's when <laughs> Kogoro decides to check the table for toe prints, and they're told that there weren't any, which is proof that somebody carried Chizuru there. And hung her rather than that she committed suicide. It's a murder calling. Imagine that. And Kogro isn't even shocked at it. He's like, okay, I'll take I'll take it that it's a murder. 
Can we also take a moment to appreciate how the forensics guy was super surprised by this? He's like, wait a minute. No, there weren't any foot for like prints from the feet. And I was like, that that should be his number, like his first guess as to what happened. But I guess it didn't come to him in that moment. Yeah, well, you can only have one competent member of a police squad in the Detective Conan universe. <laughs> so, the inspector being good means the uh, that team has to be terrible, the forensics team. Right. I'm trying to think if that's true for Megary's team. Cause what's his name? Officer Tomei, is it? He's cool. He is cool. I don't know what he does, but he's cool. <laughs> They're the A-team, though. They're the gold standard. The gold standard in Japan. Oh, yeah. So, Conan then remembers seeing her the night before, and he notices a white powder on her. He doesn't sniff this one, so he's not like narcotics. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't, because it was in a kind of suggestive spot. Kind of remarks that the room is hot and notices that the air conditioning is off. So, last episode, I kind of like figured out, oh, you know, they used the, uh, the hang glider. But the timing stuff threw me for a loop. I had no clue how somebody used the hang glider to kill her at 1.30. So I was still surprised by, uh, the deduction we get to, despite coming to the conclusion that the hang glider is probably used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do have to give my the tip of my hat to the writers here. As uh, this was probably really good when I first watched it, and it still held up as a, a solid mystery, even though I knew part of it. Yeah, it definitely did. I, like you, I remembered parts of it. I remember the hang glider a bit, and I actually remembered who had done it, but there was one particular aspect that i had forgotten and it made all the difference so later that day the police start the questioning hirohiko is asked about their divorce issues while the drama production president miyabe says that the sponsors wanted her gone not him they then all give their alibis at the time of death miyabe was fishing while hirohiko ate lunch with mori in the lobby after he forgot his bento box Meanwhile, Shinobu and Aramori, ah, God, Aramori were with Ron and Conan at the mountain. They arrived at 11 a.m. and were there until 6 p.m. However, the bus wasn't working, so Aramori stayed behind until he was picked up. The twins were cleaning and had, they then had lunch in the office before watching TV with Kogoro and then making <laughs> dinner. What a good job just watching Yoko Akino. Uh, right like like thank goodness there weren't any more guests i suppose in the hotel um i don't know it's just like i don't <laughs> i mean they're getting paid right <laughs> so they just like join kogro afterwards after they've done their jobs for the day so kogro was there all day and says only hirohiko used the stairway it's likely an emergency exit was used. Whether the master key is needed, Cesaro Mori, which Kogoro had. Conan says to himself that it, that it is possible without the master key. And then the man, the myth, the legend, Kuichi's like, 
you know what? It's possible without the master key. He comes <laughs> like, cheering him on. He's like, yes, tell him. And Kuichi explains that the emergency exit door could have been opened from the inside, and then a small rock could have kept the door from completely closing. This would allow anyone to open the door then. And Conan's like, you know what? This Kuichi's pretty good. I'm impressed, and we're never going to see him again. That's right. He's off to bigger and better things. Probably got a promotion after this case. Kuichi notes that to get to the hotel from the plateau or the lake, a bridge that's under construction would have to be passed. However, they said the only car that went back to the hotel was Hidehiko's car. Thus, he believes that the only possible suspects are the twins, Hidehiko, Miyabe, or Kogoro. <laughs> and Kogoro's like, me? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, how many times have Kogoro, Ron, and Conan not been on the suspect list when... They totally could have been. Yeah, it was refreshing to see him actually treated as a suspect for a bit. Especially after, it just seemed fair after uh, that uh, Mori Kogoro possible killer episode where he apparently, it looked like he had strangled the, the woman. So Conan agrees, but feels that something is missing. He then puts it together and checks the roof which he says looks like a runway. He then finds a rope mark and checks a storage room with a smirk. Conan then asks a police officer to do something for Kogoro, and he quickly knocks out Kogoro while he's still being offended. He's like, you're saying I'm a suspect? And then he just drops to the floor. <laughs> this next part is good, too, because Koichi doesn't really know what's happening and Ron has to like intervene and be like oh this is the famous sleeping Kogoro moment yeah and Kuichi's like oh that rumor and Kogoro then says the culprit had magical wings how disappointed would you be if you're like oh this guy's gonna tell us about the murder and then he starts spouting off nonsense about magical wings if I were Koichi I probably would roll my eyes but because we're in on what's going on or we're in on Conan's thinking um I don't know it just it felt satisfying I suppose not satisfying maybe it's just like okay you know tell it to me like it is Conan I did find it interesting uh oftentimes they'll start explaining how the tricks were done before naming the culprit But he goes straight to the culprit and he says, the person that killed her was Aramori. And we're like, gasp. We're like, that guy wasn't on the suspect list. Yeah, and he was with Ron the entire time. Kegra says that he used magical wings to pull it off. And then we see the police officers from earlier bring in the hang glider. They mentioned that it was in the roof storage room and that it was used to fly from the plateau to the roof. He then used the rope to descend to the veranda outside Chizuru's room. And after killing her, he returned back to the plateau. Aramori says that it was impossible as he wasn't gone from the others for enough time as he only left for five minutes to retrieve their lunches. Kigura says that is true as it's not enough time to fly there, but it is possible if she was nearby. And we then learned that Chizuru was knocked out with a stun gun in the morning and placed into the microbus. 
He murdered her around 2 p.m. when he went to get the bentos, and then he just hung her there. He stayed behind and flew with her on his back using the hang glider, leaving her body behind and setting the room up. So this is what, like, uh, screwed me up. I I didn't even consider that he had her in the bus the entire time. Yeah, that's exactly the one piece of information I had forgotten. It just seems so insane, though, that he's just, like, driving around this body and then a corpse, and then he hang glides with her. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. But what's interesting is that even before we knew that piece, um, as Kogro, sleeping Kogro, is explaining how the trick is done, like you kind of see uh, Aramori descending down the rope, and he already has her uh, over his shoulders. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they just gave it away before explaining it. As to how he got back to the plateau, it involves Shinobu's car. So, when he called her, he was actually hiding in her trunk. What a cool guy. (laughs) And I don't think he had this planned out, like, way in advance. Yeah, so he waited for them to exit the vehicle after he had them drive back, and then he left the trunk, acting as if he had been there the entire time. Armory asked for proof. And that's when the policeman gets a phone call. It turns out that the white powder on the victim's skirt is the scale of a Miyama white butterfly, which is impossible if she was always at the hotel, as they're only at the mountain. So, we got him, Colleen. Yep. Irrefutable proof. Aramori then admits to the crime and says it was revenge for his younger brother, Terahiko. Boy, I did not think this episode needed this melodrama here. Um, So he says his brother was a Tokyo University student when he met Chizuru, who was just starting as an actress. He was in love with her, but she only wanted him for his money. She took advantage of him, causing him to sell the hotel without informing the rest of his family, and then she left him once she became famous. This caused his brother to fall into a deep depression. And get this, Colleen. He died in a completely irrelevant way to her leaving him as he made a miscalculation while hang gliding. So, no, you should be mad at his dangerous hobby, not, like, okay, he got used, that sucks. But, like, she had nothing to do with him dying. But, I don't know, this is kind of insane, but he says, My brother got too close to a son called Chizuru, which caused his wings to burn and throw him into the ground. Mm, what are your thoughts here? Pretty sure it was your miscalculation while hang gliding that threw you into the ground. Yeah, like, he had this big sob story, and then he's like, yeah. And then he messed up while hang gliding and died. Like, the beginning had nothing to do with the end. <laughs> yeah, and the reason for his revenge is sort of... It, it becomes weak the more uh, distanced, like, the the actual cause of death was to the person like if he was so he she caused his depression or he she was a big part of the reason why he was depressed like i don't know was he is the idea here that he wanted to feel better so he went hang gliding and that's when he made the mistakes i don't see i still don't see why you would necessarily blame chizuru yeah, so he does ha- have some backstory here. He explains that he called her to the restaurant late last night 
but she claimed to not remember his brother when shown a photo. He then informed her of his death, but Chizuru was like, well, that doesn't involve me, <laughs> you know, I don't really have anything to do with it. Um, but she did mention that she only went out with him because he wouldn't stop bothering her. And then he's like, please visit my brother's grave. And she stormed off. And that's when he hatched the plan of killing her. So yeah, this is a lot of weird projection. I think this guy has some issues, Colin. Yeah, maybe a tad. Um, he's probably rejected by that chef one too many times. Um, so okay, now that you, now you reminded me. So it wasn't really that he blamed her. Well, I guess he did a little bit. But the thing that really threw him over the edge was that she just was totally heartless and refused to even visit the brother's grave. Because had, had she done that and, like, showed a little bit of heart, then maybe Aramori would have just let it go. But still, it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like you owe every one of your exes to go to their funeral. Like, <laughs> like it didn't seem like she was all that fond of him to begin with. So, I mean, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to kill she you. She totally ruined the guy, apparently. But that's one side of the story. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, Kogoro then asks Aramori, he's like, do you think your brother's happy now? He's like, oh, oh no, I didn't consider this. <laughs> How could you and not consider that? It's like... <laughs> Why was he so surprised? He's like, what? <laughs> what? And then Kogoro says, butterflies are said to be the spirits of those that have passed away. To me... It seems it was almost that your younger brother in spirit tried to stop you from committing the crime and rested his wings on your shoulder. In in actuality, it's just this, like, poison butterfly dying on him. (laughs) But I like the way that Kagura dresses it up. And the pollution is like Chizuru. Oh, I feel like you're coming back around on him having a good reason to murder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just trying to, like, bring out all of the symbolism here. Deep. It's deep. Very deep. Um, So, yeah, that's how the main episode ends. And then after this bummer of an ending, (laughs) we get some gags. (laughs) We get the ending song. And then Ron and Conan are like, okay, we just saw a woman die. Let's go get some ice cream. Yeah, as one does. Ron wonders what's taking Kogoro so long and wonders where he went to get his takoyaki. Kogoro is then seen, like, simultaneously flirting with, like, five women, running around like a maniac, being like, hey, you single? What are you doing later? Come on, baby. Um, And Ron just... Blows a gasket here, she explodes, and yells at her father so loud that it causes his, him to not only jump in the air, but to jump, like, five feet behind him over a guardrail. To his death. And then over a wall. Yeah, so he falls, like, 20 feet to the ground. And just so Conan can go, this Icarus is completely hopeless. <laughs> Which is the one connection that end scene has to the rest of the two-parter. Because otherwise, this is just like a generic <laughs> ending. Yeah. Um. So, Colleen, uh, let's thank our Patreon supporters first. Indeed. Shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey. Not too big, not too small. That's right. 
Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee, and the big chief, Mason. Thank, Thank you all you for guys. your support. And then in the next episode, Colleen, of this fine podcast, we'll be covering the Metropolitan Police Detective Love Story 3. Oh, boy. I don't remember which one this How is. How many do you think there are of that? Um, At least six. <laughs> I don't know if there are any more afterwards. There's okay, eight. There you go. That's actually less than I thought. But it stops... It stops at episode 487. Oh, okay. Which is surprising. I don't know if they just started giving them different names. Because I feel like there's more love stories to be had. Oh, for sure. In the police department. But anyhow, there's apparently only eight. The more you know. I don't know if the next one is what I'm thinking of, but I kind of hope so. There's one of them um, where... Sato basically becomes quasi-engaged to Shiratori. Okay, so yeah, they continue happening and they're just okay. not under that name. Because there's plenty more. Don't worry. Do not worry. There's plenty of love to be had. Yeah, because I feel like after um, so the hint... a certain couple gets together, then we have to focus on other couples getting together. <laughs> So, the big hint, Colleen. Oh, you haven't even seen Chiba's Girl, have you? Mm, I don't think so, unless it's Yumi. Is that, is that her oh, name? Oh, boy. No, Yumi has, y- Yumi has her own man. Oh, jeez. You haven't okay. met either. And Shiratori apparently has he a girlfriend? He plays Shogi. Too? Oh, wow. No, I've definitely not oh, seen Everybody has. I think Shiratori's dating the one teacher? I forget, though. But... There's a lot going on. Anyhow, the hint for Love Story 3 is Station Board. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, Station Board. Okay. Uh, we didn't get, like, the the version I watched did not have the Conan's hint, so I just had to go off the wiki. And it says Station Board. Yeah, so, the version I watched didn't have a is. preview at all, so I didn't even know that that was the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I had to check the wiki. But yeah, Thank Police for the Detective wiki. Love Story 3. So, Colleen, let's give your final thoughts on Detective Conan, Episode 204, The Black Wings of Icarus, Part 2. I think this episode, um, this two-parter really holds up. Um, as we were talking about before, I remembered... A good chunk of it but I didn't remember another big chunk of it so it even though I had seen this episode before I was still semi-surprised and it was fresh enough for a story that I didn't feel like uh, I I didn't feel bored by it or anything um, I really liked um, the the fact that we kind of got a well this is how it could have happened and it almost felt like the creators were saying, well, this was our first idea doing it, but it was too boring. So let's do this hang glider thing that is far more complicated and uh, exciting. So it was kind of nice to see that. Like, oh, well, it could have been this person just, you know, put a rock in the door and the door was open. But no, it was a hang gliding trick. Um, 
the uh, the whole like symbolism with the wings and Icarus and the butterfly being the brother potentially like the spirit of the brother I actually didn't mind it all that much it is a little sappy but then again so am I so I kind of liked uh, all of that um the... See, I usually only have issues with it when we're recapping it. <laughs> Once I'm like out of the moment, and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it hit well. Like when I watched it. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, we definitely try and exaggerate things and make fun of, like, poke fun at things. But uh, in the moment, I I thought it was quite touching. Um, yeah, when you were talking about like uh, the reason behind the brother's death i i agreed with you like watching it i didn't really mind i was like oh well she was such a horrible girlfriend and of course that caused his death but uh yeah once we actually drilled it down i was like yeah actually those two events don't have much to do with each other but uh it was fine i was still I I still you know I enjoyed my time watching this. Um, uh, the first part is it's kind of interesting when uh, like you mentioned that you know they just solved this murder case and then Ron and Conan go for ice cream. It kind of mirrors back to the in the first part when Chizuru says something like, "Oh well, you." It, I, I bet all of you would be happy if I just died or something. Like, she storms out of the room and then Conan's like, Hey, Aramori, is that you in this picture? Like, totally disregarding what she just said. <laughs> so, yeah. It, I don't think that was on purpose, but uh, it just made me think of that. That Yeah, they, this episode was, like, <laughs> written in such a way that we're just trying to get all these beats in and we don't care about the transition from... A scene and the feelings in that scene to one to another and yeah it just felt like it could it could feel a little bit disconnected at times but not enough to like not enough to um spoil the viewing um experience yeah so fully agreed with it um and even though i do have issues with the the guy's like murder uh motive uh, I mean, he's a murderer, obviously. He's not, like, working on all... Firing on all cylinders in terms of mental capacity. So, I nice to get where he was angry that sh- his brother cared so much for her, and then she doesn't even recognize him in the photo. So, I, I get him being upset, but that, that seems like one of those things you're like, I'm so angry I could kill her. And then you have a good night's sleep, and then you're like, oh, okay, let's just have a good day. Mm-hmm. But instead, he had that sleep, and he was like, I'm going to use my hang glider, and then I'm going to come back and her, the, hide in the trunk of the car. And, like, bro, <laughs> calm down. Calm down a little bit. But, yeah, I thought it was a, a very solid two-parter. Um, I thought this connected, you know, recently we did that two-parter with the, the bonnet bus. And that was like so ambitious and went in so many places. I felt like this kind of worked a lot better just emotionally Mm -hmm. um, and was a more interesting case. So like this is very much kind of like the basic, like here's a two parter and we have the murder, we're going to have a trick and so on. And, but you know, that said, I thought the mystery was really good. And as far as an anime original go, I feel like this could pass for a regular 
uh, manga episode. Yeah. So, like, that's a big stamp of approval from me. I thought this was a really good case. I think the way that he uses the hang glider is really novel. I think it's smart how they play with the time of death by moving the body like that. So, yeah, I like this episode a lot. And, most importantly, the wiki has informed us that our Maury's bus is a 1999 gray Nissan Civilian. While Shiromoto's off-road, which he... Wait, who the hell? Oh, Hidehiko's truck is a 1994 dark blue Honda Crossroad series. And then finally... Shinobu's car, which is what he, what Armori hid in the trunk with a great trunk space, is the Toyota Crown S140. Yes, and whoever wrote that wiki entry obviously was able to distinguish the cars not by the way they were illustrated and animated in the episode, but by the sound of the motor or the engine rather. Yes. Shout out to that one yes. guy from that one episode about the cars. Do you think that, like, the people writing these Detective Conan wiki, do you think it's just one guy <laughs> that did all the, like, details about the uh, cars? Because I don't, I can't imagine anybody else giving a shit. I certainly hope so. But I appreciate the work he does, so I will read them off each time he mentions the vehicles. Because I do appreciate that just insane attention to detail. Yeah, anyone who takes the time to you. read the wiki entries... I'm pretty sure they're not written by the same person because they do deviate in, um, let's just say, style. But the <laughs> the cars, like, I really hope that like all these people finish their wiki entries and then like the same person goes in every episode and just fills in the details of the cars. I really hope so. Shout out to you, whoever you are. <laughs> um, I think it's the same person too. I appreciate it. So yeah, that'll do it. Next time we'll be back with the Metropolitan Police Detective Love Story 3, which is very exciting. And, uh, yeah, so that does it. We'll be back next time for some more fun times with Conan. And all the police detectives. So, you know who? (laughs) My boy, Takagi. Chiba's gonna get fall in love. Yes, not not knockoff Chiba. Actual Chiba. Uh-oh. Uh, say the thing. Oh, okay. Say oh, you case. sorry. You already said bye? Okay. Goodbye. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>